morning, family. How are you guys? Very well, and you? Very well. Can I do this differently and ask Pell what you want to say first? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Doctor, I just want to say, you know, that... um, Gaslighting, number one, I think is is very abusive. And as someone who's experienced it firsthand, um, I know the impact that it had on me where I started to lose a lot of confidence. Um, I start, I was left with a lot of um, trauma and my self-esteem was, was in tatters um, because I had a partner who, amongst many other things, would literally tell me things like, no one will love you like me. So manipulating me into staying in a relationship where I felt like I was unhappy and that my time was up, but constantly doubted my own thoughts, my own feelings around the negative aspects of, of the relationship that wanted me to leave. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, 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 it's like someone taunting you, you know, when, when, when like a kid in a, in a playground poking you with a stick constantly and, and you fall for, all the lies that they spin you, you really start to doubt yourself. And it's quite traumatic. It is It is very traumatic. In fact, it is a form of abuse and it's emotional and psychological. It happens over time. It's very systematic. Mm. And sometimes the person doing it might not even be aware or acknowledge the fact that they are gaslighting you, but they are doing it so effectively that your concept of who you are, your sense of self, as well as your sense of reality in terms of what you know and what you regard as your lived experience, is actually being questioned and distorted to the level where you don't trust yourself. But also other people around you are used as well to undermine that sense of reality and that sense of who you are because the person might even say, so-and-so also agrees with you, even other people. So they manipulate other people yes. as well so that they add on to the choir of giving you that version of them. So it's an abuse of power and it's a form of manipulation, a form of control. It is also a way of you recognizing that who you are, you're no longer who you are anymore. Mm. And your only concept of who you are is based on what this person is saying and the people that they have around them that validate that they are right mm. and you are wrong. And so it erodes your sense your self-esteem. It erodes your own ability to feel like you've got the power to effect the change you want in your life. Mm. It's a very dangerous form of abuse. And I want to highlight that more often when you read about it, we tend to think that it might be done by narcissists or people who are abusive and cross and control nothing. Mm. That is true. But some of us, you might recognize that your parents do the same thing to you. Yeah. you know, when you are realizing that I am always the one who is uh, paying, paying black tax, but my brother is always making children, leaving the kids, not being responsible, getting into trouble. And whenever I have a conversation with my parents, they never admit that what he's doing is wrong and they never see my side. They keep saying, I am the one who's selfish. I am the one who doesn't care. I'm the one who thinks I'm better than everybody. So my lived experience and my emotions and my needs are being neglected and I'm being made to feel like there's something wrong with me and therefore I should continue being subjected in this position when in fact I can see that there's something else. The way my parents are doing it or the way my brother is doing it is not okay. So just recognize mm. as well that it's a, it, it, it ends up being a relationship pattern and you mm. need to be able to see things from a, a different perspective, an objective perspective in order for you to recognize that you're being subjected to this or that you are in, in this power dynamic in a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But doctor, how I mean, do we spot yeah. it? Because it is mainly, it is psychological and it's not yeah. easy to point out at psychological abuse. How, how do we know that we're being gaslit? Um, look, 
that, that the first thing is that you really need to be very aware. So we want that that first level in terms of personal mastery, that level of self-awareness. And being very aware and paying attention because a lot of us go into autopilot when we get to a stage of comfort in our relationship or we tend to think that things are okay. So you miss, for example, the fact that somebody is lying and they are lying not just because of what they're, to- they're telling you that this is a, it's a blatant lie, but also what they say does not correlate with what they do. So there's a dis- the disconnect between their actions and their behavior. And then you start realizing that when you confront them about those lies and those inco- uh, inconsistencies, they say it's you who's looking at it. You are the one with the problem. And they might even use a reference points about your life that I, when I tell we know you, you've got issues. We know you've got a low self-esteem. You know you are insecure. You are projecting your own issues onto me and now you're thinking that I'm like, uh, I'm cheating on fact it's your own thing. So they somehow tend to redirect and then project the issue onto you. Secondly, you will notice that every uh, critical information that you have, including people that you consider as significant in your life, they can easily be used to turn against you. I've listened to couples, uh, you know, somebody saying, I can't even go to my mom because my mom always takes his side. I can't go to my sister because my sister agrees. And so I end up being isolated. I end up being excluded and think that I am the common sector. Everybody can be having a problem, so it must be me, even though I know that this is not okay with me. And more importantly, you end up not being able to have evidence to corroborate what you say because the choir is agreeing that the problem is you or the way that you are perceiving it is it's you who is, who is doing it. And then thirdly, recognize the systematic form of it and how gradually it corrodes you. And this is something that wears you over time. Over time, when you look back, you realize, uh, we always do the before and after. So before I got, it, I got into Tepisa's life and after I got into Tepisa's life. So before I was in Tepisa, this is who I was. This is how I saw myself. This is how I felt. But now, two, three years later, after I've been with Tepisa, I don't even do what I like anymore. I don't even know who I am. I can't even speak my mind. I'm always checking myself. I'm always apologizing. I'm always making sure that I'm making up for the mistakes that I don't even think I have done them. But also you realize that the quality of who you are, the, the, the integrity of who you are as a person, has deteriorated over time, mainly because of how this person has engaged with you. And even when they are validating and reinforcing you, it's always done with the way of them getting more power, them getting the control in the relationship, and you feeling like you're disempowered. Mm. 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 Indeed. All right, we're talking gaslighting on The Morning Flavor. Dr. Tebisoma Denji joins us. If you have experienced this or are currently going through this, you can share with us what the situation is around your entire experience and maybe even how you've managed these kinds of things. And we'll talk about that Mm. in a moment, how to manage these realities, how to deal with it without necessarily ending or dissolving or disrupting relationships because that's also a very, very key aspect of this. You can tweet us, you can hashtag The Morning Flavor or if you'd like to call 089-110-3377. It's the morning flavor on Metro. What a great combo with Sanel Musician and Msaki. Okay, it is seven minutes to nine on the morning flavor, but it is personal mastery right now with Dr. Tsepiso Matenji. We're talking about gaslighting, which is uh, this uh, psychological manipulation uh, where somebody who is in your life uh, as a partner or a family member or a friend manipulates you psychologically into doubting your own sanity, your own ability 
who you are, quite frankly, and it's quite prevalent. Doc, how do we manage this? Uh, it, it is a fact that people are people and we will at some stage in our lives go through it. But what is the best way to manage this? And does it always have to end with relationships ending? Look, where, where people are doing gaslighting, perhaps unintentionally, and with them uh, because they might have their own insecurities and there's issues that they need to work through. Meaning that when you are looking at the, con- at the continuum, right, there's people who it's just perhaps it's a character flaw and it's something that somebody has to get through because of whatever uh, history they have in their childhood or relationship issues that they have. But then you have people who are abusive and I want people mm-hmm. to make a distinction in terms of the continuum. If you are sitting with somebody who enjoys the corrosive nature of this kind of control and abuse over you, you need to run. You need to be able to see it for what it is and realize this is mm. abuse and you need to be able to get away from that person. But there are people who are normal, like you and I. I gave you the example of your parents, uh, like your siblings, where you realize that this is a very toxic relationship, but it's actually a mm. character flaw. And this person I need in my life, I can't just divorce them. And you actually mm. need to be able to find a way to manage it. So think about that continuum. But the first thing is that you actually have to be able to step outside of yourself. That's self-awareness. Look at critically introspecting into you and your situation, your liberality, and the state of your relationship. Most of us are uncomfortable with that, and we often need a professional to assist us to do that. Why it's important to look at yourself is so that this person, they did hit on a couple of spots of the issues that you are insecure about. They have hit also on a couple of areas where you have weaknesses. So for you to just explode and then attack, you might also be missing an opportunity for you to self-correct. So that's why you need some level of objective analysis of who you are, your relationship and what's happening in terms of where things are. But secondly, you need to be able to look at your partner, this person who's subjecting you to this kind of behavior in a less emotive way. Because if you're going to make an emotional reaction and you go on the offensive, that person might respond as well in terms of aggression. Mm-hmm. Remember we're in lockdown, there are very few spaces you can go to. So you need to be able to fight people in a healthy way. The way we, we have arguments and we deal with conflict, there's a healthy way of doing it and there's an unhealthy way. If you want to resolve and keep the relationship, you need to address the um, address the issue in a more effective way. All right, and then mm. from then on, you need to be able to look at where are the areas where you get stuck, where are you triggering each other, and how is this abuse of power playing out? And all that matters is that you own up in terms of it upsets me, it makes me feel like I'm crazy. Go over there, you did this, mm. and you were saying you didn't. I need you to recognize that even if you do not think that was your intention, this is what I experienced. So just because your intention was positive and my experience was negative doesn't mean that I must now go with your version and you hijack my experience. I need to see things from my perspective as well. So that kind of perspective taking is important. And for couples, they sometimes struggle with taking perspective. They're also with close family members because a person says, I, that's you. I didn't mean it that way. You're the one who mm-hmm. took it that way. Mm-hmm. But the point is, that experience is mine, it's negative and it's corroding our relationship and it's going to make it hard for us to heal and then new mm. ways of treating each other and move on. So that becomes mm. important. And then thirdly, you want to be able to understand how do we start treating each other more positively. It's mm. going to take time. You're not going to be able to develop new healthy ways of relating overnight. 
that's part of that self personal mastery over time, but you do that self-work and that self-correction. And we need to be able to reach a stage where when we give each other feedback, we are able to hear. We do we look we call it compassionate or empathic listening. Where mm-hmm. you don't just speak from your reference point. You actually try and put yourself in the other person's shoes and understand what they're saying. You don't have to agree with it, but understand, appreciate what they're saying. And you need that skill and you you you, you need to be able to cultivate it over time. Because once you understand then you need to know where do I need to change and what can I do to help make the situation better? And that's part mm. of what you will benefit from in counseling. Mm, absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned all those pointers. It's about being able to be mindful and being able to be aware. And that self-awareness is so critical as we try and develop yes. who we are as people. Doc, thank you once again for your time. This was a very useful conversation, I can assure you. Yeah. If anybody's interested in reaching out to you and getting in touch with you, maybe they need someone to talk to. Uh, how do we go about yeah. doing this? I know this. Um, I'm on Twitter at Tim Attend. Uh, they can call my office. Uh, what is my number? 011 I am also on the website, matenji.com. Uh, there you go. All right. Well done. <laughs> you, you did well so well there. I was getting worried. Well done, Doc. Like Thank just you so much. Oh, my goodness. Are you sure that's your number, Doc? <laughs> I got it today. I got it. Are you, are you sure you're even a doctor? <laughs> oh, I'm happy. <laughs> oh, my All right. goodness. Thank you so much, Doctor. Thank you so much, Denji. We appreciate it as always. Thank you for your mm. time. You can find her on social media and also check out matenji.com if you'd like to get in yeah. touch with her. Maybe you like her vibe and you want to um, speak to somebody and uh, you feel she mm. could be the one. All right, uh, get in touch with her for all of that. Let me just say, Mo, just on the issue of, of gaslighting, if you know people want to get a, a clearer sense of, of what it is, maybe they caught our discussion midway with the doctor today. There's actually a very old movie um, called Gaslight. Um, and I think it depicts quite clearly what gaslighting usually looks like in, in relationships. Um, anyone who watches if they are being gaslit, will suddenly have a lot of those aha moments and will slowly start to understand the concept and, and what it means. So, yeah, it's a movie called Gaslight. If you can um, get your hands on it or find it somewhere online, it would be good to watch. All right. Thanks for that, Bill. Highly appreciate it. And on that note, we are done, guys. We need to make way for the bridge. They need to sit up and do their thing. So let's do exactly that. Thank you very much for tuning into the Morning Flavor this morning. We return again tomorrow from 5 to 9 a.m. From us, it's a good morning. It's a good day and good vibes.